nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, where? You can find every single thing you need for the upcoming spring events, Mother's Day, your gardening needs, your grilling needs, everything Weber. They have it. They have every make and style and all the accessories you need for your great grill adventure. Fratelloni's brings you Garage Logic Podcast. This is our 600th. What? April, April 15th, 2021. Holy. It was 91 degrees on this day in 2002 and 18 degrees in 2014, and I find this absolutely fascinating. We are dead in the middle of April, and there are three ice outs today. We've had many before, Mm. and there will be many after. But on tax day, April 15th, White Bear Lake went out in 1944 and 2002, when that record was 91 degrees, by the way, and Minnetonka went out on April 15th in 1863. But that is an amazing dearth of ice outs for the middle of April when April is your leading ice out month of the year. And uh, I would start early with the aquaside. You got a pond, you got a lake, you're putting in the dock. You want weed-free beach. I'll say. Kids love it. They want a weed-free beach. I can always tell who uses Aquaside because that's where the kids are. And Aquaside is registered with both the EPA and DNR, and their products are completely safe for you and the family and the fish. Here's the deal. There's no need. You don't have to, you don't have to throw up your hands and say, I can't do anything about weeds. Uh, yeah, you can. You fan out these Aquaside pellets, and then bing, bang, boom, right in front of your eyes, the weeds and the serpents and the lily pads and everything else, they just go away, and those monstrous things you don't even know about, giant snails with four eyes, they're gone. They're gone. Oh, wow. You can call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. They've been killing lake weeds for over 60 years, and they're a local company. They're a White Bear Lake company, and White Bear Lake went out on this day in 2002, and you can bet... Because it was 91 degrees, kids took the plunge. They took the plunge on a weed-free beach brought to them by Aquaside. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop, Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Hi, everybody. Hey, how are you? Hi, everybody. (laughs) How are you? The defense has rested. Yeah. Peter Wold was right. That it would end this week? Well, he, but didn't he say if not today when he was on with us yesterday? Yeah. 
I don't think he was on with us yesterday. Yes, he was. Was he? Was it yesterday? Whoa. That was yesterday, Joe, yes. I'm telling you, the the old uh, the old brain fog <laughs> might be kicking in That's here. okay. That's okay, Joe. We got you. We yeah, got you. Not, you don't really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see, I'm trying to organize my papers, and that's been a little problem. That's, uh, that's your address. Uh, well, <laughs> see, Kelsey, Kelsey has a soft spot for Fox. He said the official Fox family of Garage Logic is back for the fifth year, and he must live suburban enough that he's not bothered by this. He rather enjoys their presence, apparently. And every year he sends me the film of the new, uh, what would you call it, new family of kittens? Aren't they a den? Isn't it, isn't it a uh, den whatever, of Whatever, and they're just cute as hell, but then no, they grow up and they're dreadful. And uh, uh, he's got them, and they're, uh, they're out there wherever he lives. And he gets a big kick out of that. Right. So I got news it. for you. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. Well, I was just going to say foxes are everywhere. I don't know if you guys uh, remember this story. Last year, one ran right in front of me in my front yard. Oh, yeah, they're everywhere. A, sitting really? on a lawn chair, and uh, he walked up next to me, and uh, I looked at him, and he looked at me, and he took off like a bat out of hell. Egg. Well, they're not, it, yeah. They're afraid of us, aren't they? Well, he was very afraid so. of me, this fox, yes. A group of foxes is called a skulk or leash. Ooh. The really? size of the animal is medium. The length of the trunk is not more than 90 centimeters, huh. and the tail is from 40 to 60 centimeters. The animal roughly weighs 6 to 10 kilograms, and the age to which the fox lives out in the wild is no more than seven years. Wow. The defense is rested in the Derek Chauvin trial. Mm-hmm. And now we have the anticipatory wait of discovering how will a city fare uh, pending... The verdict, uh, it, it seems, an acquittal seems unlikely to me. What do you guys think? I think the impression it seems I've gotten so yeah. far is it's unlikely, yes. Too much stuff is stacked up, it would appear, I think. And honestly, opinion. don't you guys also think that what happened with uh, the Brooklyn Center situation, didn't that just ultimately tell the defense, you've got no shot here? It exacerbated the problem. We talked about that yep. with Peter Wold. Uh, Peter has he he mentioned, however obliquely, that <clears throat> no attempt was made to ever humanize Chauvin. I, I'm not sure it would have been possible to. Uh, it's always possible to make that attempt, I would imagine. But you know, with each passing day, you watch that poor sap sit there with his yellow legal tablet and pretend to make notes, and. He, he, he never was humanized. Again, I'm not suggesting that he should have been. I, I don't know how defense uh, attorneys work. Uh, I think it's part of the Wold defense philosophy that he would have made an attempt to humanize him. You know, Was he in the Army? Did he have a big high school football game one year? Did he, uh, did he excel in the chess club? Whatever. We don't know. But day after day after day, we just saw, saw him presented as kind of this cyborg that would just sit there, and he, uh, I don't really know what I'm trying to say. I don't know what I'm trying to say, except that uh, he has chosen not to speak. Mm -hmm. he, he chose to uh, take the fifth and not, not get on the stand. And I, uh, uh, I don't know if what we saw was a fellow that's very resigned to his fate. I think that's it. I think you nailed it right there, because yeah. when I was watching that, I had it on in here uh, when I was doing some other stuff. 
I think he he just looked like the guy that just knows what's coming. So why prolong this, if that makes any sense? Well, not only that, but uh, where do you go? The, the evidence was so sur- insurmountable. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and we had the story, John, help me. We had the story you know, weeks ago about how, and I forgot how it leaked, that he had accepted whatever it was. Was it 10 years? I forget. A plea deal, yeah, that would have yeah. given him 10, de- uh, 10 years. Right, yeah. and that, that was leaked by someone, who knows who, but... I mean, he'd already agreed to that, which tells you that he knew he knows what's coming. Right. And that was what Bill Barr rejected? Uh, yes, that's the one Bill Barr said uh, that he would not do because he thought people may protest thinking it wasn't enough. So Barr said, no, nope, we can't do this. We're going to f- go forward with the trial. So, Well, mother of God, uh, it, this could backfire on the likes of Bill Barr. What if you get one juror who says, nope, yeah. now you got a hung if- jury? Or yeah, or if if he's acquitted, you said you know it seems unlikely, but if he is, or yeah, it'd be the opposite effect of what Barr was uh, thinking of. I, I'd be shocked if he was acquitted. I'd be I shocked. Would too. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, the 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 world was made privy day after day after day to such a such a horrific sequence of video events there that uh, it just became. I'll get back to the humanizing part. I guess maybe what Eric Nelson decided was, I got no shot at humanizing this guy, maybe. The best I can do mm. is try to plant my seeds of doubt, and uh, uh, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know enough about criminal law to know that if uh, Eric uh, Nelson did a good job or he did a poor job. I have no idea. No idea. Yeah. And, and there are mixed... Uh, Mixed ideas online about that, too. Some, some say he did great. Others say he was awful. You're right. I don't know enough either. I have no idea. And the, and the prosecution came uh, after them with both barrels blazing. They had, uh, they had every resource imaginable at their disposal. Uh, it looks like Eric Nelson was the only guy on his team. Yeah. Was there another guy on his team? Did he have a guy to call at the end of the day and I, said, now what the hell do I do? I heard an explanation for this, and I forget where, but because it uh, this trial wasn't supported by the police union, John, is that right? That they the, the only thing that they could afford was just the one um, attorney for the defense. Really? I, I, hmm. I, I, I might it's be... It's not a police union. The police association... Or federation, I'm a sorry. A state federation sorry. pays the bills, not, right. the, not the Minneapolis Police Union. I apologize. Yeah, the, yeah, the federation. Yeah. You don't need to apologize. Okay. I'm just, you know. um, and what was the other part, John? The, the judge... I'm trying to find it here because I saw the quote from the judge this morning. Uh, Cahill rules on the newly discovered evidence about carbon monoxide concentrations in George Floyd's blood. And Cahill said, "quote It's going to be a mistrial, pure and simple, if you will, if this evidence is allowed in." Huh? Which I, I found a, a bit, that. which yeah. I found a bit surprising. I'm trying well, give to give me, give me, give me the context for this. This is new to me. No, me, the me too, the carbon yeah. monoxide is not new to me. But do we even know if the squad was running? State. Uh, this is from Paul Bloom from Fox Nine. This is just the first one I found. The state immediately asked Dr. Tobin to clear up the issue of oxygen saturation in George Floyd at the time of the death. Argues. Blood test results that are on the record show Floyd had 98% oxygen saturation, meaning CO could only be approximately 2%, meaning Dr. Fowler's defense conclusions were wrong. Oh, okay. 
Does that help? Well, yeah. I don't even. Do we even know if the police car was running? That's a late minute development. The the a late moment development where they they dropped this little firecracker into the mix and said, "Well, you know, he was laying by the exhaust pipe." Well, that was new to us. We here, don't know that that had nothing. I have audio from the from Judge Cahill here. First of all, in dealing with the these lab test results, um, I find that the Dr. Fowler's report gave sufficient notice to the state that carbon monoxide, the carbon monoxide that potentially was in George Floyd's blood, uh, could have affected cause of death. Uh, I read. Page 15 of his report, which I don't have at my fingertips at this point, that basically they said it, Dr. Fowler came right out and said it should be tested. Uh, that gave the state notice with sufficient time in February to either test the samples that are still there or to dig a little deeper. Uh, it's just by uh, serendipity that Dr. Baker calls the state and says, oh, by the way, it does exist. It should be in there. It seems to me very odd. I'm not claiming any bad faith on the state's part, but it seems odd that Hennepin County Medical Center, when they're asked to turn over all their records, that they don't include records that maybe are just buried a little deeper. I think their uh, response to the subpoena was probably insufficient in and of itself. And they should check their standard operating procedures so that in the event this happens again, that they will supply all the information they have. But in any case, uh, the defense gave notice that this was going to be an issue and specifically talked about testing the sample. The state had sufficient time to investigate and disclose to, even if it's just because Dr. Baker called the state and said, we, we can actually find this at eight o'clock this morning, uh, when the state is, or the defense expert is done testifying, has left the state, uh, it's untimely. Uh, to give the notice, and it prejudiced the defense by the late disclosure, even if it's not due to bad faith. But the late disclosure has prejudiced the defense. It's not going to be allowed. So Dr. Tobin will not be allowed to testify as to those lab results. If there's anything he wished to add about carbon monoxide as far as environmental factors, but if he even hints that there are test results that the jury has not heard about, it's going to be a mistrial. There you go. That's amazing. Okay, help me understand that. I know, I'm struggling too, but that's amazing. Well, what did you uh, hear, I, John? Well, I, I noticed, though, uh, he said, you know, that Dr. Tobin wouldn't be allowed uh, to uh, testify about that. But as I'm looking further at Twitter, it looks to me like Dr. Tobin did testify about that this morning. About the results, uh, though, not about carbon monoxide, but about the results of that specific test, correct? Uh, yeah, well, he said the, all the records show that uh, George Floyd had 98% oxygen saturation, meaning CO could only be 2%. Uh, and then uh, that means, he says, Dr. Fowler's defense conclusions were wrong. So he testified to that, but I don't know. Uh, the rest is a little ambiguous to me after listening to the judge there. Mm. Do they appear tomorrow or do we next have a court session on Monday? Jury was sent home. Jury was yeah. sent home, yep. and they've been told to come back Monday He's, and bring some belongings. Yeah, he said, "Pack a bag." Yeah. Hope. What did he? His, mm -hmm. his, his exact quote was, "Pack a bag, hope for short, but plan for long." Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
What will the reaction be? Uh, let me look at something. I know this might be. But even the the judge right there in the in the closing days of testimony, even throwing out the word mistrial. God help us, one and all. Mm-hmm. I mean that that should frighten every resident in the metro area. Don't you think? I mean, do you guys agree I, I with know me? it's I know it's kind of silly to for me to keep clinging to the weather as helping Minnesota survive this. But next week is as miserable as this week. Yeah, but this weekend's supposed to be decent. Next Monday, snow and 39, then 45, 48, Thursday, 59. My point being uh, that I think uh, in Brooklyn Center, some semblance of peace has been maintained by really lousy weather. That that we can't imagine what life might have been like in Brooklyn Center with a stretch of 80-degree days beginning Sunday when Dante Wright was shot. We, yeah. we can't imagine what that might have no. been like. <laughs> no. And, and the, the vow of law enforcement to not allow destruction this time around appears to have worked. The, the curfew appears to have worked. Do you, do you agree with me? They, they, they start warning them at 9.15, and by 10 o'clock, that Brooklyn Center area is pretty well dispersed. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah. And now you now take Brooklyn Center squared, and now you've got the entirety of, of downtown Minneapolis. I would imagine all resources will be shifting from Brooklyn Center to downtown Minneapolis beginning Monday, even though we might not know anything Monday. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I once before described this as a roller coaster ride, and I think we're just strapping ourselves in here. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that it's going to be uh, uh, it's going to be problematic no matter what happens. That's what keeps that's what keeps uh, uh, bothering me is that we don't really have a lot of evidence to suggest that. Uh, a a uh, guilty verdict will calm the city. I don't you think, would think it would. You would it, think it would, right? But I also think that there's just a certain percentage of those that decide to not only protest but riot and loot, etc. Those people aren't going to be satisfied with any outcome. They just merely want to cause chaos. And I th- I didn't I didn't get a chance to hear any of it, John. But I know that Fry did have a press conference this morning. Basically stating about the presence of you know national guard, police, etc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. They, they just said uh, basically uh, things will be different this time around. They said uh, to, to paraphrase. That's paraphrasing uh, that they will be ready and uh, they won't allow any. Uh, and it's smart, but unfortunately, the reason that they're able to be—I know it's a foghornable word—but proactive in this case is because they've dealt with it already. I mean, they'll. The reason things got so out of hand is because of the lack of action in the first place. Mm-hmm. A week ago yesterday, I went to 38th in Chicago. You did? Yeah. And uh, I, I haven't returned. I, I, I doubt that 38th in Chicago will be the ground zero of anything should all hell break loose. I would imagine uh, downtown Minneapolis will be ground zero if all hell breaks loose. And uh, 
I'm going to say something that's that I think is positive. I, I think that changes have needed to come from policing uh, in this sense. We now know what police on occasion, how they've behaved and what they've done. We, we had the clear the clear film of that for for more than an hour on May 25th, 2020. Mm-hmm. We now know that that is not acceptable. And we now know that it is not acceptable for a 26-year veteran to mistake her pistol for a, a taser. That's, it's, that will not be accepted. An accident will not be accepted. She's been charged. We now know that. And I think, in, in, unlike possibly in other cities, I think great changes will come of these events. I really do. Uh, by great changes, I mean I think there will be reform. I, I think that there are, you know, the, the Arredondo types, uh, of, they're going to set about to make sure that these kinds of things cannot happen. The, uh, the situation in Brooklyn Center was, like, Pat, Patrick's uh, reaction to that Monday was interesting. I've, I've, now I've seen it all. I've heard. I've heard it all. I've heard it all. Yep. I've heard it all. Uh, by which he meant, you mean to tell me, check this out. Right. You mean to tell me that you mistook your gun for a laser. They're, they're similar in size and shape. But the laser's yellow. I'm sorry, not the laser. Taser. The taser's yellow. Mm-hmm. The gun is not yellow. And and I think that the woman genuinely got confused and accidentally shot the guy. But that's that doesn't excuse what happened. Right. But we've you- we've passed the point in society. We, where we are willing to accept an apology. They don't work anymore because of all the baggage that has preceded these events. Mm-hmm. You know, here we go now. You're telling me that uh, all of a sudden on, uh, uh, on, on April uh, 11th, uh, I'm to accept the idea that you shot this young fellow and it was purely an accident. You know, it probably was, but that's no longer going to work. Nope. That's not going to work. The, uh, and I don't disagree with you, Joe, but my fear with all of that is the people that are in place to make these reform decisions and whatnot, they are completely unqualified to do so. And my fear is... Well, you mean the city council types? Yes. Of course, of course. Um, and that's, I guess, my fear because it, it's almost like, well, then when is it going to end? Because this is the, this is the tip of the iceberg. You know, we already have uh, the, the the Brooklyn Center mayor said that well, police shouldn't even be armed for routine traffic stops. Like, are no. you are you kidding me? Okay, I've been okay. thinking about that. I've been thinking about that. That's nonsense. Uh, when a copper stops somebody on a uh, in a traffic situation, the copper doesn't know if that person's armed. Right. So why should the copper be unarmed? Now, I will say this: I, I wish, and I don't have the answer. Uh, 
when you look at the video of this uh, Dante Wright being stopped by the Brooklyn Center Police and uh, Kim Potter, who ostensibly was training in a rookie or something, uh, it, it, it just struck me as kind of silly that you got to turn a traffic stop into a kind of a war event. You know, I, I, what am I trying to say? What am I trying to say? You made a mountain out of a molehill. Well, I mean, it turns out he's got a gross misdemeanor warrant for terrible behavior. For aggravated, was it aggravated robbery? An assault. Yeah. yeah. So, so let me let me back up. But again, I, that's not he doesn't deserve to die. We got to preface that, of course, all the time. Of course not. But but geez, these traffic stops. I don't know what's going to take place in the future. Uh, but Joe, it, it, you know, you know plenty of cops. That's routinely how they normally would apprehend somebody with an outstanding warrant is because of a routine traffic stop. Right. You know, that's usually. Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead, John. No, I was just going to say here. Back to your other point, Joe. My fear is uh, if if the template is going to change, like you said, you think this will help reform wise, and to deal uh, move in with Chris's idea too. Are they going to stop it, though, at a normal place? I mean, there are literally thousands of interactions between police officers and civilians every day right. in the United States of America. Most of them, they go fine, even with criminals' interactions sometimes. Right. Uh, they go fine. But you got a few things happen, and you got a few cops who perhaps shouldn't be cops. And is that very tiny percentage going to make the needle go too far to the wrong side. That's what frightens me when we talk about reform. I couldn't agree with of, you more. Of police and that's, officers. That's exactly what I was thinking, John. Because I think, much like Joe, your theory on you're going to regret, or no, you're, you're going to wish for the previous mayor, yeah. that's the road I think we're heading down yeah. with police reform. I really do. There, there, there's plenty of bad cops. I'm, you know, I, you see the videos all the time. Like the thing in North Carolina last week, that was yep. ridiculous. The guy got fired right away. Um, but that's you know such is a that small the guy who went after the is that the guy who went after the marine? Yeah, after the soldier. Yeah. yeah. What was that? In the car. Yeah, <laughs> that happens. But I think you have to be able to weed those guys out and do some reforms, obviously, with the rest of the officers to make things uh, work with the community. And you know, I just I hope it doesn't swing too far to one side. And I guess, we mentioned this, Joe, when the 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 show that you were not on this week, and I I, I brought this up, but. A lot of these problems started in, especially the larger police departments, for this incessant need for diversity. That's where a lot of this stuff, ha I, I've talked to a couple guys that said the exact same thing. And they said, because we're more eager to check a box than we are to actually bring in a qualified candidate, that's where a lot of these problems started in policing. Let's play a little game here. Oh, all right. All right, you're a police officer. Oh, it's going to uh, be a fun game. Well, you're shoving and there's three other guys hanging around with you. And you get a call to Cups Foods, Cup Foods. Mm -hmm. And the call uh, has stemmed from a guy uh, who Chauvin knew, by the way, from previous work experiences and what have you, uh, from a guy, George Floyd, trying to get away with passing off a $20 bill that was fake. All right? Yep. It's a warm May night. Uh, spring is springing. It's a, it's a lovely evening. And you get there, and you're thinking, 
do you think to yourself, I'm not getting into any trouble here over a $20 bill. And you get back in your car and you leave. Is that a possibility? In other words, I've heard this from many people. I'm not going to do a damn thing here over a rotten, fake $20 bill. I'm leaving. I don't I'm leaving. think you can. You can't do that, though. Why not? You, Why not? Well, I'm just playing crime. devil's advocate here. Yeah, Why not? Yeah. It's a crime, number one. Uh, you know, I mean, it has to be dealt with. Otherwise, Cup Foods is out twenty bucks. And well, and I think the other the other part of it, and I I don't know if this was public, but you know, the, the other reason that they you know they had the, the two people that were in the car with Floyd was because they suspected drug you know uh, ex- the exchange of drugs excuse me but you know the, what i am what's that i'm an idealistic sap yes you are <laughs> but i will say this in watching and we've all seen the various you know the body cams and the, the cell phone cams the one thing that really did irritate me right away with the stop and this is before before floyd's even cuffed is they drew guns on the two people that were in the car or they had their guns out and that that part bugged me because all you're doing in that situation is you're escalating tension, if that makes any sense. Where it's your job to de-escalate the tension. Mm-hmm. I'm an idealistic sap. I can't, <laughs> I can't uh, live my life uh, with with the with the sense of fiction that you know. In a, or I've read too many novels, but I'm thinking twenty bucks, huh? I'd take a $20 bill out of my wallet and I'd give it to the guy at Cup Foods and I'm going to say, see you later. But if you're the... But I'm an idealistic sap. Right. (laughs) But let's put yourself in the position of being the owner of Cup Foods, who probably was even working at the store that day, or maybe not because it was a holiday weekend. But keep in mind how frustrating it must be that this is the routine kind of crap you have to deal with as a small business owner on a daily basis at that location. So Remember what the witness said, the kid who worked there. He said, if only I didn't care yeah. about the $20 bill. If yeah. only I wouldn't have yeah. made the call. Yeah. If That's what he said. If only I hadn't called the police. <laughs> and it's, 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 it's frustrating to me to see, <coughs> Excuse perfect, me. Perfect <coughs> to see the way, and this goes even before George Floyd happened, before the pandemic, just to see how the city has deteriorated to the point it is now. Because I can't imagine... Being a business owner, you know, you're trying to put food on your family and you constantly have to deal with this kind of crap. And then all of a sudden the George Floyd uh, killing happens and then all hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not getting better anytime soon. I have news for you. And that that's the, well, anyway, that's the part that I feel bad for. <coughs> Excuse me. You are right there, boss. <coughs> I was brought a glass of lemonade, and uh, and you thought it was water. No, it's oh. just it's a strange situation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <coughs> you want to take a time me. out? No. Okay. <laughs> give me a moment here. Here, you know what? Here's what I'll do, Joe. I'll tell you about our friends at Harmony Spirits while you refresh your glass of lemonade. <laughs> I wish this was full of Harmony Spirits. You know, it goes good with lemonade, don't you? Uh-huh. Everything at Harmony Spirits goes good with lemonade. I'll, Hank- tell you how, I'll tell you how I feel. How's that? 
I won't even want to drink. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Jim, <That's, laughs> fellas at Harmony, Joe didn't mean that. He didn't mean that. Uh, but you know what? It's supposed to be a decent weekend. If you're in the area, stop in at the tasting room in Harmony, Minnesota, and say hi to the fellas. And uh, try some of those cool new summer cocktails that they have that you can find online, by the way, at HarmonySpirits.net, which is the website. Also, sign up for that monthly newsletter. One lucky person that signs up for that free newsletter is going to win a free bottle of Harmony Spirits. Yeah. It's just that easy, just by signing up for that monthly newsletter. Also, take a look at their Twitter account, at Harmony Spirits on Twitter, for upcoming events. I know the things are getting kickstarted. They had a virtual event this last weekend, so a lot of that stuff is going to be uh, up and running here in the very near future. But continue to go into your local liquor store and continue to ask for the Harmony brand by name. That's how we're going to continue to make them the most popular spirits in all of the land, HarmonySpirits.net. Minnesota business people, do you feel like you're being appreciated? I'm Dean Dizek for the Sioux Falls Development Foundation. We've had lots of recent conversations with Minnesota executives about the advantages of doing business in Sioux Falls. One of the things they all agree about is their feeling that South Dakota is open for business. Sioux Falls has what your business needs to make a fresh start. Fewer taxes, less business regulation, and higher profits. Along with build-ready sites and available buildings to get you up and running fast. Best of all, Companies of all sizes make more money in Sioux Falls. We've got the details on our website at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. In Sioux Falls, you'll discover a friendly pro-business attitude, along with a productive, growing workforce, no personal or corporate state income tax, low workers' comp rates, and a lot less red tape. You'll also discover short commutes, safe streets, and exceptional schools. Now is the right time to expand or relocate your business to Sioux Falls. Pay us a visit at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. The workplace has really changed in the last year, hasn't it? Oh, I'll say. Because of the pandemic and because of the potential for violence in downtown Minneapolis, the workplace has changed. There's a place in Mendota called Centerpoint of Mendota Heights. It's a commercial office park. Oh, it's a very cool little outdoor patios, the whole deal, convenient parking. You're not fighting through snowstorms, conveniently located, uh, easy access to Highway 55, 62. That's almost 61. Uh, 494 and 694. It's an eight-building campus. You choose the right amount of space you need for your business. You got, you know what you got? You got trees, walking trails, bike trails, great lunch spots, and free parking right outside your office. This is the future. A lot of people are not going to be going back town and uh, back downtown and get, getting into high rises. There's really no need anymore. There's too many other great options like Center Point of Mendota Heights. Work can be hard enough. Center Point of Mendota Heights lets you work where it's easier to work. It's a single story office space located in a park-like setting near the Mississippi River. I'm on their website right now. They it's have a, fantastic. They have a really cool drone video of this entire area. It's mm-hmm. gorgeous. Wow, well, this is cool. Not only make yourself happy, it's going to make your employees happy. It's customizable. You can do anything you want with the office space. There's no elevators to wait for. It's single story. This is the future, I'm telling you, and, and Mendota is... is uh, 
is where it's at in terms of convenience. You can find out everything at Escape to Mendota. That's one word. Escape to Mendota dot com. But they're uh, they got the wave purification system in the buildings. Each space has its own bathroom. You're not knocking on the door waiting for somebody else to get in and out of there. <laughs> it's your own deal. There's patio space. Each get a patio space for your own lunch. This is the future of work in Minneapolis and St. Paul. <clears throat> and uh, uh, it sounds wonderful because going back downtown might be a thing of the past right now. Well, we just say. don't know how things are going to play out. So go to escapetomendota.com, escapetomendota.com. You know what you are? You're about five minutes from the airport and 15 minutes from Minneapolis. It's locally owned and operated. Center point of Mendota Heights Commercial Office Park. Get on that website and look at the drone footage. Escape to Mendota.com. Hey, you were gonna mention something about Don Lemon. Van Jones. Okay. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> something I've been thinking about. It was either Chris Como or Don Lemon who who asked Van Jones uh, what we've all asked ourselves. Why not just obey the cop's request at a traffic stop, right? Yes. Uh, in other words, uh, uh, you're Dante Wright, and you're up in Brooklyn Center, and you're stopped. And this uh, uh, Kim Potter is saying, oh, here's what we got to do. Now, don't." And he starts to get back in the car. Well, what if you didn't? What if you decided to just respect the authority, say, yes, okay, what do you need? Here, and, and, and I'm going to paraphrase Van Jones. I'm going to paraphrase what Van Jones said. He said something to the effect that, well, that doesn't work because the black people have a history of not trusting the outcome of such a, of, of such a situation. And I disagree with Van Jones, obviously. I, I still, uh, however naively, believe that 99 and 9 tenths percent of all cases that go foul would not have gone foul if you if the subject merely acquiesced to whatever was being asked of him or her by the police officer right if you comply nine times out of ten or maybe more than that and this we're, we're, isn't going to happen we're being disabused of that notion we're being told by the left we're being told by the leftist commentators like van jones that no that doesn't work anymore Black people cannot trust that situation. There's been, there's been too many disappointments. So what he's really saying is, we've got no shot here. If you're gonna if you're gonna educate or continue to educate generations of young black males or females to to not respect the authority, to not respect what you're being asked to do, this is only going to continue. And it's going to get worse. Yeah. I keep going back to the case a month ago in Nashville where a cop did a traffic stop. Remember this? It was a woman, and she had a car that turned out wasn't hers, and he stopped it because he, he ran the plate, and there was a warrant on it. Now, you might say, why did he run the plate? Well, that's what cops do, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so he approached the car, and she started hectoring him and said, uh, leave me alone, or this isn't my car. And, and, he, and he even said, you know, man, we're getting off to a wrong start here. Let, let's start let's over. Let's start over, yeah. I, I'm, I'm merely uh, stopping you because there are some warrants on this car. And she gets on the phone and calls her mother. Uh, they all call their mother. And, and calls her mother and says, uh, I'm being stopped here. 
uh, but this isn't even my car. And and she and he he asked that she not get back in her car so he can get to the bottom of this. But she gets back in her car. You guys recall yes, this? Yep. She mm-hmm. gets back in her car. She completely ignores what she's being asked by the police officer, who, if you go watch the video, was going out of his way to try to try to deflect this, try to be very calm about this. Ma'am, please don't get back in your car. Well, she does. And then she reaches over, pulls out a gun, and shoots him. And then he shoots back, and she dies. That's I, I'll add that to my 99 and 9 tenths percent of all cases that would not have happened had she merely done what she was asked. Mm-hmm. But we're, what we're being told by the Mysterians is that's not good enough. Uh, we, we cannot trust to do. We cannot trust you to behave the way we need you to behave if we do what you tell us to. And I dispute that. I, I dispute that. I don't. I think it's human nature that many of these problems would be de-escalated if the people would only do what they're asked to do. And then I suppose you get into the whole white-black thing. Well, yeah, a white guy would never do that. Well, I, I was raised, well, see, that doesn't work either because the Van Joneses of the world will say white privilege. Nothing, nothing you say can make any difference. Yep. Nothing you say can make any difference because you're not black. Nothing you can say can make any difference. But isn't the obeying of authority a universal attribute? Does it have to have to do with race? Well, it does, I think, when, historically speaking, certainly the fact that you are black, that authority may have had some reign over you that it shouldn't have. I don't know how else to put that. Right. Um, Especially, you know, I, I don't know. I guess they say historically it was as bad in the North as the South, but in the South, obviously... It was a whole different world as, you know, near as what, 40 years ago, 30 years ago even, mm-hmm. where you were seen if you were black, uh, you know, as a second class, well, not even a second class citizen, as something less. And if you didn't kowtow to any law enforcement, no matter what they said, there was an issue. So I think there's a lot of history to deal with there in and, that respect. And don't you guys also get the impression that a lot of this um, started years ago in the school systems where... Um, we, I mean, we would bring it up frequently where, especially in the inner city schools, there was such a lack of respect for teachers, administration, principals, whatever, that that has now, th- those kids are now in some cases adults and those in, in those same areas, that respect for authority start that started in the school systems has now leaked out into the real world where you know, I, I forget there was even a post the other day about how uh, there was a manager of a restaurant that just said, I, I can't take this anymore. The, no one, you know what I'm saying? It, I think all of those have to do with one another. Why well, can't I expect behavior from Dante Wright? Why can't I? Because those people that want to tell, they, they think it's a, it's a systemic problem. It's not a behavioral problem. They think that the world that exists around the likes of Dante Wright have the have it set up against him. It's not his fault. It's everything else around him. But many, many Dante Wrights throughout the country are going to do exactly what they've been asked to do by the police, and they're not dead. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, yeah, okay, but back to Chris's point there, why Dante Wright 
Okay. Well, let me let me formulate this for a minute. Okay, you guys go ahead. I got to think for a sec. <laughs> well, I I don't disagree with you, Joe. But the, the the problem is the the lack of accountability, as we've been noting for years now on this program. It's getting worse. It's not getting better. And if these kids continue to have the likes of, uh, forgive me, I forget his name, the guy that was on with Lemon. If 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 those people keep Van Jones. keep banging this drum and keep shouting this message, well, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't some kid that's misbehaving think, well, I don't need to do what I'm told. I don't need to. I don't need to get a job. I don't need to go to class. That none of that's going to change. Well, I think historically, you know, the, the authority thing. We're turning it into a race question, uh, but the authority thing. I mean, you know, going back to the '60s, that was just a cultural thing. I think where, you know, questioning authority became what you did. The other thing I wanted to mention is Van Jones isn't really seen as a, a you know, a liberal whatever, a vanguard person. He, so I, sh- I don't think we should talk about him that way. Uh, in fact, you know, he was he backed Trump on a lot of stuff. So uh, he's not your standard run-of-the-mill, you know, liberal left-wing uh, black lawyer. No, but he's fated to be more of a spokesman than I can ever be. I agree, but don't you think there's some points of what we're talking about? You don't think there are any that are true, that a black... Do you know any black uh, people who have are our age who haven't been stopped a million times in their lives for not doing anything? I, I don't know. I have about four friends who are black who said, you know, they've been stopped 30 times by the age of her 40 years old for not doing anything against the law. Just stopped. I, I, I do know people. And uh, I'm aware of what they've been through. Yes, same. I mean, yes. I, so I, I think certainly it's a it's something to talk about, if nothing else. Uh, and if of course that doesn't translate to them getting shot. I mean, that's let me simplify you know, they, but, this. Sure. Yeah. The woman in Nashville would be alive. Mm-hmm. Dante Wright would be alive. I think George Floyd is a completely different case, so I'm leaving that out. That became uh-huh. so complex and so riddled with complexities. But it was accelerated because he got out of the car. Right. But no, didn't they take him out of the car? Out of the squad car. Yeah. Right? To me, it's not complicated. It's a very simple. Police represent authority. I don't care if you're white, black, green, yellow, red, or blue. But what we've lost is the ability of people to acknowledge authority Mm -hmm. and fulfill their social contract to respect it. And it's going back. Part of it is that too many young black kids, particularly in the failed academy, are being condescended to disingenuously. They're being told you're less than. We don't expect you to get an A, which I find appalling. We don't expect you to to uh, uh, dress the way other kids dress. We don't expect anything from you. We think you have your own entitlements here. And well, what that what's happening is that's spilling out into the street. And so now that, that Dante Wright type kid, I don't know what kind of student he was, but he now gets stopped by a cop and it doesn't even occur to him 
to behave. It doesn't even, it apparently doesn't even occur to him that, you know what, I better do what I'm told here. It didn't even occur to him. He thinks he had the right to get back in his car. Mm-hmm. Well, no, you didn't. It's just a fine kettle of fish, isn't it? <laughs> a what? I don't know where that came Is that old Laurel and Hardy? Did you just George Bush a phrase right there? It's a fine <laughs> kettle of fish when you're trying to put food on your family with fish. Well, and, and I guess the other part to me that's different is, you know, again, I'm, I had a dad that was a cop. But, you know, his whole message to me was you get stopped, you keep your mouth shut, you know, and you, you, you do exactly what the officer says. That's just that's how I was raised. But that's and a different world, man. You're you're talking about I get it. white rural America. I get it. But what I'm what I'm getting at is a guy that I know who is in the thick of this says every stop now is instant oh, not every. A lot of the stops now are instantly met with confrontation and hostility. And and I believe that. And I, believe I don't that. doubt that. Yeah. And it's because of you know all of all of the the noise that's surrounding all of us right now, and it's it's not it's not right. It isn't. And I want the Van Joneses of the world to say, kids, young people, please do what you're being asked to be. Please do what you're told to do. Instead, we get an excuse from him that, well, we have historic reasons why this wouldn't be the case. In other words, we have historic reasons why people should not behave the directive of a police officer. Mm-hmm. Well, we can go through the history and, and find uh, answers that are germane to that question and, and, and what have you. But it's, what did I tell you earlier? I'm an idealistic sap. Yeah. <laughs> Dante Wright is alive today. He might be facing uh, problems because of that, that warrant, but he's alive Mm-hmm. Isn't that worth something? Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree. Yes, it, it is. <laughs> you would, you would think it is. And unfortunately, though, when these, because so, so much more obvious for obvious reasons, so much more attention is going to be magnified on these individual cases that we were talking about reform earlier. That it, once that Pandora's box is opened, it's never getting closed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that does worry me. <laughs> And I don't trust the likes of Philippe Cunningham to to make things better. I mean, my God, they can't even, you know, it's going to get yeah, much it was, worse. Uh, it was Oliver Hardy who said all the time, Joe, that's yep. another fine kettle of fish you've got us in. I've never fine. heard that one before. <laughs> fine kettle of fish? Why don't you do something to help me? <laughs> I can't wait. I'm serious, I, and I, I want to take you guys if you want to go. I can't wait to book my uh, weekend at Giants Ridge. Nice. Yeah. I, I really can't. Uh, I'm talking about the golf course up north where you're going to escape. the. You know what we'd do? We'd be escaping the noise. Of the oh, world. We'd be wouldn't that be the lovely? noise of the world at Giants Ridge at the legend or the quarry. I, ha- I have played there, but it's been a long time, and I'm really, really anxious to get back uh national golf publications continue to rank the legend in the quarry of giants ridge near the top of the best golf destinations in the world but let's let's just cut to the chase and call this what it is it's more than a golf outing it's a weekend in which some great golf will be included but it's great scenery it's great quietude 
It's great dining. It's great scenery. I'm telling you, uh, my memories of it are extraordinary. And as I say, I can't, I can't wait to get back. They have something called a fin cycle. I guess if you're a really hip guy and you're fit, you get on this thing with your golf bag and zip around. Really? Yeah, you don't need you don't need a cart. It sounds like uh, what are those uh, things that uh, you know we the tourists run in Minneapolis? The uh, the pedal pub? No, the robot things. What am I thinking oh, of? Oh, oh, the uh, uh, what were those things called? My well, God, whatever. Yeah, sounds... you know, one of them deals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a 37 hole special. Play the legend and the quarry. That's 36 holes of Minnesota's best golf. June 4 through August 29 with an incredible rate with lunch between rounds. 160 bucks on weekdays, 175 on weekdays. What? Weekends. Are you kidding me? That's a steal. Two rounds and they'll throw in the card. I don't think you got to run that. Yeah, but you also get chow. Yeah. That's can, pretty good. You can eat the, at the Wakuta Grill. Uh, the lake view is one of the greatest and most peaceful overlooks in all of northern Minnesota. Uh, Giants Ridge is playing host to the Minnesota PGA Mid Players plus Senior Players, June 13 to 16. Off the course, I told you it's more than golf. Off the course, there's water recreation, biking, hiking, the newest and largest lift-served mountain bike park in the Midwest, plus dining, lodging, and more. And here's what I'll do if you guys want to get your act together. They put together group golf rates for groups of eight or more, including including customized tournament packages. We could go up there and have our own uh, Garage Logic tournament. You can you can view 3D course flyovers of the Legend in the Quarry at GiantsRidge.com, and you can book tee times by calling or online at GiantsRidge.com. Well, 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 here we are once again. It's Positive Thursday, and that can mean only one thing. We talked to our buddy Mike Schoonover at Schoonover Body Works and Glass up there in Shoreview. GLers, do yourself a favor and get in touch with the good people at Schoonover Body Works today. Call them at 651-483-6756 or just go online. SchoonoverBodyWorks.com is their website. Mike's on the line with us right now. Mike, business is getting better for you guys up at Schoonover, isn't it? Hey, Chris. Yeah, it sure is. It's... uh Every day is getting better, and, and next week uh, looks to be uh, kind of a pre-pandemic type week for us. So we're uh, super excited with with all the people getting out and about, and and um, and getting kind of back to normal here. And with that too, I know that uh, you and I were chatting a little bit before we got started here. You're looking for good people, good helpers to 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 come up there and work for you guys up at Schoonover. Yeah, well, you know the GLers have been so fantastic with supporting us, and and we've done we've we've kind of recreated ourselves and and have done some things that maybe we w- wouldn't have done in the past. Uh, but if we can help any customer with whatever they need, um, you know, we we do all kinds of odd jobs, uh, whether it be cleaning cars or or uh, applying paint sealant or or putting protective film on vehicles or, you know, whatever. If, if somebody's got a need, we're going to fill it. And we need more people to help us do that. So, so yeah, it's a good problem to have right now. And by the way, I was just telling you about my trip to and from the state of California. Uh, I've got some Taco Bell mess that needs to be cleaned up, so I'll probably be sending a, a vehicle <laughs> up your way in the not-too-distant future, just so you know. 
<laughs> Kids don't spill. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter, GL, if it's body work, glass, you name it. They do great detailing work, and I'm a I'm a satisfied customer as well as well as the rest of the GL staff. Give them a shout. Schooniverbodyworks.com, 651-483-6756, and you can deal with the best customer service team around. Mike, thanks for the chat, buddy. We'll talk to you again next week. All right. Thanks, Chris. Take care. Have a great day. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Souchere. I got to get out to Schmel's Countryside for the first ever oil change in my Fiat 500X. Hey! That's different than the Fiat 124 Abarth. It doesn't need an oil change yet. It's only got about 60 miles on it. I got it in January. I'm talking about Schmel's Countryside in Maplewood. They've been on that same quadrant at Highway 36 and 61 for more than 60 years. They're a multi-generational dealership. I knew uh, Jonathan's dad, and my dad knew Jonathan's dad's dad. I mean, it goes way back. It goes way back as probably the longest uh, uh, Volkswagen dealership in the state. And the only way they can compete is great service, and they have it. And right now, check out the Volkswagen Atlas, great SUV, Volkswagen Tiguan, 0% for 72 uh, months. Also a great tire event through this month. Pay for three tires and get one free Well, because you, you need the fourth one. So you can't just go in and get three because it would you'd, you'd be going down the road really yeah. making a lot of noise. So you you got you yeah. to get the fourth tire. Uh let me tell you something. Go to details at schmelzvw.com, but check out the Fiats, check out the Alfa Romeos, and check out the Volkswagens. Truly great products. I, I, I enjoy the hell out of them, and I, and I will continue to. <clears throat> and i got to get my little Fiat 500X. That's all-wheel drive, by the way. What a nifty car to, to have just gotten me through the last winter. Very economical very utilitarian, very perfect for what I need. Because you know what COVID did to me? It completely hmm. changed my driving needs. It, I don't need an $80,000 car. I just don't need it. Now, they would be glad to sell you yeah, one. Yeah, I bet they would. <laughs> they would be glad to sell you one. But I personally decided, I, you know what? Those days are gone for me, and I'm just driving. Uh, so I treated myself to the Fiat 124 Spider if I want to go out and have a little fun. It's just really, really great stuff. This is Schmel's Countryside in Maplewood. Uh, Andrew Smith writes, I hate to correct Mr. FYI. Oh, what oh, the hell? No. Who am I kidding? <laughs> on, on Wednesday's show during a news story about Bernie Madoff dying, Bernie was described by John as running the largest Ponzi scheme in history. That is not correct. Bernie Madoff ran the second largest Ponzi scheme in history. Social Security is the largest Ponzi <laughs> scheme in history. And just another example of the government doing something that they will uh, throw you in prison if you do it. But the other favorite is the lottery. Keep pushing back. Right, before we get to Johnny's news, I have a note uh, in our way that we can study journalism and even better understand it. You'll recall last week, I don't think we brought it up because my instincts were just to let it go because it was not going to amount to anything. Do you recall that uh, kids at White Bear Lake High School were alleging that they were receiving racist threats on yes. various social posts and Instagram posts mm. and what have you. Mm -hmm. Well, it was a hoax. Yep. They generally turn out to be hoaxes, people. And uh, the hateful messages received last week by black students 
at White Bear Lake High School were a hoax sent by a female student who was trying to raise awareness of problems at the school. Oh, my God. Okay, let me stop you right there, lady or girl. If you had to create it, then what problem existed? If you had to make it up, right. you don't have a problem. And again, what were we talking about? Girlfriend. Ag- accountability. Mm-hmm. What will become of this young woman? Because honestly, she should be expelled. They will. Uh, I'll get to that. The FBI oh. helped identify the student who created the anonymous Instagram account, and she did take responsibility Monday afternoon. Superintendent Wayne Kazmierzak wrote on Tuesday in a letter to families. Kazmierzak wrote that the student poses no threat to students of color, and he described the messages as a hoax sent under false pretense. The superintendent's letter left many in the community confused about what actually happened, and a school district spokeswoman on Tuesday declined to provide more information, citing the ongoing Uh investigation. Uh, But on Wednesday, the city of White Bear Lake issued a press release that shed light on the student's motives and identified her as a juvenile female. The juvenile juvenile involved indicated during the investigation that the purpose of their post was to raise awareness of social and racial injustice due to past incidents that occurred at the school. Let me stop again. Kid, if they were so bad, we would have heard about them. Uh, We didn't. And now you're telling me that in order to make sure I know about it, you've decided to make it up. Yeah, you've decided to lie. I'm not buying anything you're saying, kid. <laughs> not say, buying anything you're... And so I'll cut to the bottom here. Uh, in a separate letter Wednesday, the superintendent said he regretted using the word hoax uh, and that he didn't oh. mean to minimize the impact of the racism or racist acts on students and families. Wait, 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 stop. Yeah, I know, I know. It just makes what? sense. What? It is a hoax. What, what yeah. do you mean? So he's not condemning the, the student at all. He's apologizing. Kazmierzak wrote in the letter that the school community is united in supporting our students and speaking against racism and in support of our students of color. In a separate letter Wednesday, the superintendent said he regretted using the word hoax. Why, pal? That's what it was. And that he didn't mean to minimize the impact that racism or racist acts has on student and families who have been marginalized. Kazmierzak said he would recommend the student responsible for the post be expelled for violating the district's bullying and harassment policies. Okay, here's what I find interesting about this. The Pioneer Press is the only local outlet that I can find that actually has this follow-up. And just for fun, I went to NPR. They have a wonderful newsroom and lots of people and typewriters and machines and the whole deal. They did cover this story five days ago, NPR. They haven't done the follow-up because it doesn't meet their template. It certainly met their template to point out that uh, those evil white kids at White Bear must be a bunch of racists. They couldn't print that fast enough. But now that we learn that it's a a hoax... You can't find the follow-up story. I'm looking well, at... Well, if I missed it, if I missed it, I apologize. But I even went to the search bar on the NPR news site and typed in white bear race allegations, and I got the story that they did five days ago, like a lot of local uh, news-gathering institutions, including the Pioneer Press. But today, no, they don't have follow-up. I searched... Uh, I'm on the Star Tribune's website. I searched. They have it? I searched White Bear Lake... 
the only and it, this is listed in chronological order the the latest story i have is minnesota high school students walk out amid racist threats and that was april 10th of 2021 right but there it doesn't meet the star tribune's template either it does fit their template to point out racism wherever they can find it mm-hmm. but it doesn't fit their template to point out that in this case it was a hoax this is what's made the, the job of the American consumer so difficult in trying to digest news, in trying to keep your, keep your facts together. These people won't even do follow-ups to point out that it was all BS from the beginning. Did, did they do the same thing with the St. Olaf story? Didn't, they do this? Didn't we talk about that? Well, we'd have to go back. I don't recall exactly, but uh, St. Olaf went through this. This is very common. This is very common. And, and kids at White Bear, if it's so bad, kid at White Bear, young juvenile female, what the hell did you have to make it up for then? <laughs> I'm going to see if they did anything on their Twitter account because there is no story on their website. But to say, you know, to, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I We're did see take, it on Channel 5s. That's the only one. Uh, did they do a follow-up? Follow they did do a follow-up. I had it yesterday for my news and didn't get to it. All right. Because right. the uh, the tweet, I found the, the original tweet, and um, the only thing that's there. Oh, I'm sorry. There is, someone did post the the statement that you just read. Yeah. But that but the Star Tribune did not, but, but a, uh, a reader did. All right, let's take a break and come back with John Heights News. Okay, sounds good. This is Reavers once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And Josh has a very basic question for you. Do you know what you own? You see, Mr. Money Talk's clients, and that's Josh Arnold, by the way, they always know what they own. He has found out that most people that he meets with every single day, they have no idea. Josh has seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds, and there are real instances of people that are paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that these bonds currently yield. Josh begs of you, know what you own. You see, trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Take it from me that you can trust Josh. Give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation with absolutely zero obligation. Call him at 952-925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Ricey here with Canopy Group Facts. Fact one, the Canopy Group writes more business in one month than a captive agent writes in three years. How is this possible? Let's share the other facts for you to understand. Fact two, the Canopy Group offers 16 different insurance companies, not just one. Fact three, the Canopy Group offers annual policies, not six-month policies, that leave you at risk for two premium increases per year. Fact four, the Canopy Group offers one deductible at claim time, not two, three, four, or even more. Fact five, every year the Canopy Group will shop your home and auto insurance with their 16 companies. Captive insurance agencies can't shop that way for you because guess what? They only have one company to deal with. Now that you have the facts, it's time to get the options. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. 
If you want the best lawn on the block all season long, hook up with a Minnesota-grown lawn care company that knows that dandelions, mystery weeds, bare spots, and blight are completely unacceptable. That's ProfessionalTurf.com. If you want service techs with 20 years of experience, techs who throw down a combination of environmentally friendly weed killer and slow-release long-term fertilizers, then visit ProfessionalTurf.com. And you know what? While you're on the website, take a close look at their landscape projects. And don't forget, they'll service your irrigation system too. You will have the most lush and luxurious lawn on the block. It's our one stop for exceptional landscape irrigation services and the best lawn on the block, ProfessionalTurf.com. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Here's John Haidt in the John Haidt Guitar Playing Newsroom. Thank you, Joe. This uh, update brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. The defense resting its case today in the trial of Derek Chauvin, the former Minneapolis police officer accused of killing George Floyd last May. Chauvin said in court this morning, Thursday, that he will not testify in the trial. He said, I will invoke my Fifth Amendment privilege to not risk making any self-incriminating statements in Hennepin County District Court. District Judge Peter Cahill has said it's his intention once the defense rests for the attorneys to make their closing arguments as soon as Monday before jurors are sequestered and deliberate whether the fired Minneapolis police officer should be convicted of using excessive force in the killing of Floyd. According to Colonel Matt Langer with the Minnesota State Patrol, a total of 24 people were arrested Wednesday night in the Twin Cities as more protests broke out over the shooting death of 20-year-old Dante Wright. Langer said the charges could vary from curfew violations to probable cause riot. Minnesota Department of Safety Commissioner John Harrington said no cases of looting were reported in Brooklyn Center or the surrounding area on Wednesday night. According to Harrington and Langer, at points during the protests, demonstrators were throwing items again at law enforcement officers at the scene. Saying St. Paul needs a range of housing to meet its goals for vitality and affordability, Mayor Melvin Carter on Wednesday vetoed the City Council's rejection of a $60 million apartment and retail project at University Avenue and Lexington Parkway. A divided council, we talked about this, uh, voted 4-3 to three to deny a site plan by Minneapolis-based Alatus for a 288-unit project on a long, vacant, two-acre parcel near the Green Line. For more than a year, opponents have voiced fears that the project, with about half its units' rents at market rate, will speed gentrification and displacement in nearly uh, in nearby low-income areas. Carter disagreed. Tia Williams is co-director of the Frogtown Neighborhood Association. She said, uh, she said Thursday morning that Carter has no authority over land use appeals and his veto has no effect. If the veto sticks, it appears to clear the way for Lexington Station, a project that seeks no city subsidy and asks for no zoning variances. The council would need five votes to override the mayor's action. So, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I was going to say, why is it that the likes of Melvin, uh, I know Ilhan Omar has been championing this cause for quite some time. They think that this is in some way going to help the homelessness problem in our in our area. Correct? They they, they mm-hmm. think that so that they think that someone that isn't trying to seek treatment but just wants to stay on the street and use drugs is going to say, "Well, twelve hundred bucks a month for that nice high rise." Uh, you know what? Now I've changed my tune. Are th- these people are insane? I think we'll take it up another day. Okay. 
Uh, speaking of Mayor Carter. No, it's uh, an interesting closures. topic. It's an interesting yeah, topic. Yeah, well, I agree. I agree, yes. Road closures are being implemented in St. Paul to encourage social distancing this spring and summer. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Mayor Carter announcing the closures on Wednesday. Now, they're similar to closures last year. The roads will only be open to foot and bicycle traffic. John, will you do me a favor? Will you just uh, read that headline one more time, uh, sure, please? Yeah. Uh, road closures are being implemented in St. Paul to encourage social distancing this spring and summer. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> These people are nuts. Oh. The, uh, the following roads will be closed to vehicle traffic starting this Friday and lasting through mid-July. Como Regional Park, East oh. Como Lake Drive from East Como Boulevard to Lexington Parkway. And Phelan Regional Park, East Shore Drive from Johnson Parkway to Arlington Avenue. The Cherokee Regional Park, Cherokee Heights Boulevard from Baker, Chippewa to Annapolis. And, uh, again, Mississippi River Boulevard, uh, Mississippi River Boulevard from Ford Parkway to Pelham Boulevard. Southbound vehicle traffic lane will be closed to vehicles. Northbound whoa, vehicle whoa, lane. Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, yes, sir. whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check this yeah. out. Give me the Mississippi deal again. Uh, southbound vehicle traffic. Southbound uh, on River Boulevard. Yep, will be closed to vehicles. Northbound vehicle uh, lane will remain open to vehicle traffic and driveway access. Okay, where where is southbound to be closed? What between what and what? Missis- Mississippi River Boulevard from Ford Parkway to Pelham Boulevard. From Ford Parkway to mm-hmm. Pelham Boulevard. Correct. Here's why that's really, really stupid. Okay. The southbound Mississippi River Boulevard is actually important as a means of getting to the airport. Mm-hmm. Okay. Northbound, you're not going anywhere. Doesn't lead anywhere. But the idea that this is going to help with social distancing, you're in your bleeping <laughs> car. Right. Well, unless you're on an e-bike. Right, there yeah, is. That's there true. You go. That's true. There you go. Where would you I know. get one? Well, you know damn well where you get them. At the e-bike store. EcoFun. Yes. In downtown Forest Lake, right on Highway 61. I'm telling you, people, bikers, they, these politicians in the salon are going out of their way to make your biking experience about as good as it can possibly be. <laughs> so as long as we're going to be subjected to the whims of the salon... You might as well get the best bike you can because you're going to need the damn bike more than you will your car. <laughs> so go to EcoFun Motorsports and you'll get fitted. What I like about EcoFun is you leave there with the right fit size, uh, the right size frame, the right size tires, the right saddle, the right options. And uh, you get five levels of electric assist with the Bintelli e-bikes. There are other electric assist bikes also in inventory at ecofund motorsports not to mention the scooters that turn every urban errand into an adventure even on all the roads that are damn closed and then they got the (laughs) yamaha uh, full line the youth recreational equipment if you can find a space to still use the stuff (laughs) and then uh, helmets and apparel great service department no i'm having a bit of sport with them but ecofund motorsports as long as we're going to be on bikes a you might as well be on the best bike you can find which will be at ecofund motorsports and b you might as well be on the most comfortable bike you can find and you might as well be on the one that makes the most sense 
and EcoFun will take care of you in every regard. That's EcoFun Motorsports. It's right on the Highway of Love, Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. In Hutchinson, a man arrested Wednesday after assaulting a Menards employee and later dragging a police officer with his car and hitting the officer with a hammer. According to the Hutchinson Police Department, police responded to a report of a man assaulting a Menards employee with lumber just before 2 p.m. The altercation reportedly began with a dispute over wearing a mask. The 61-year-old man left the store but was spotted by an officer shortly after in the Walmart parking lot just down the road. The officer tried to stop the vehicle but was led on a low-speed pursuit that ended when the man stopped about a block away. Police say the officer tried to engage the man through the driver's side window. He got stuck and the driver took off with the officer hanging onto the vehicle. The suspect hit the officer in the head with a hammer during the struggle. Uh, the officer was taken to the hospital for his injuries. He is in stable condition. The suspect arrested at the scene. The McLeod County Sheriff's Office is investigating the incident. A police officer who shot and killed Ashley Babbitt during the January 6th ride at the U.S. Capitol will not face federal criminal charges in connection with their death. The Justice Department making, uh, Justice Department making that announcement yesterday. Federal prosecutors examined video footage on social media, interviewed the officer and other witnesses, gathered evidence from the scene, and studied autopsy results. The Wall Street Journal reported in February that investigators had made an internal uh, initial determination that the officer, a lieutenant whom officials have not publicly identified, was acting as a last line of defense between rioters and members of Congress and that he shouldn't be charged with a crime. A House committee late Wednesday advancing legislation first introduced in 1989 that would study the issue of awarding reparations to the descendants of American slaves. The House House Judiciary Committee voted along party lines to send the bill to the House floor for the first time to create a commission to study the legacy of American slavery, racist laws, and how they affected formerly enslaved people and their descendants. The bill instructs the 13-person committee to consider a national apology and recommend any, quote, appropriate remedies to Congress. Awkward! Representative Sheila Jackson Lee from Texas introduced the current version of the bill in January. Uh, She has said the measure could help, in her words, confront the stark societal disparities occurring in the African-American community today. In 1989, a measure uh, that proposed creating a committee to study the topic was first introduced by the late Representative John Conyers. House Resolution 40, the number chosen by Conyers, refers to a broken government promise to provide 40 acres and a mule to freed slaves at the end of the Civil War. John, do you have your TV on? Uh, I mean, are uh, you on YouTube? Uh, I, With what, Reavers? Yeah. Well, where is no. he? What? Who? What are you talking Reavers. about? Reavers. Why didn't you yeah. play the foghorn? Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I didn't. Was, play oh, you're sitting there like a attention. bump on a log. Paying attention whatsoever, were you, Chris? Well, you're the one that told me the twins were playing right now. It's, not, it's actually oh, your fault, not me, mine. Sure. They're in last place. Not after today, baby. We're turning things around. Yeah, it's, sure. really, it's, it's early, Jaws, as we told yeah, you. Yeah, it's April it's 15th. Is Buxton oh, oh. playing? Hey, last place is oh, last oh, place. Oh, oh. Okay. Is Buxton Don't. playing? He's he's not. He's not. Is Donaldson playing? He uh, he also is not in the line Uh today. (laughs) (laughs) And so 
some hamstring tightness, Joe. Buxton ah. did yesterday. Hamstring tightness. Yeah. Didn't want to take a chance. So yeah. you know, you know that's weird because off the air yesterday when Royce did the baseball podcast, he had another uh, phrase that he used for Buxton's injury that that wasn't it. <laughs> Okay. Wasn't. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, the number of Americans. <laughs> Almost the same way he described Joe's illness uh, <laughs> off the air a couple days ago, too. <laughs> so it wasn't number... the sniffles. No, it was not. No. It was not the sniffles. <laughs> number of Americans applying for unemployment benefits tumbled last week to 576,000, a post COVID low, and a hopeful sign, according to the experts, that layoffs are easing as the economy tries to recover from the pandemic recession. The Labor Department said Thursday morning applications plummeted by 193,000 from a revised 769,000 a week earlier. Jobless claims are now down sharply from a peak of 900,000 in early January. Um. So uh, our our buddy, the boogeyman on Twitter, tagged us in all of this. There is a Sonic in Albuquerque. Did you guys see this posting? No. No. Uh, There's a Sonic in Albuquerque. I don't know who the gentleman that originally posted it uh, uh, took a picture of the drive-thru lane. And all it says is, we are short-staffed. Please be patient with the staff that did decide to show up today. No one wants to work anymore. Jeez. But basically how you know so many people in that in that line of work were making more money on either unemployment or getting state aid than they were actually showing up for work. I, uh, I talked to a fella uh, that we all know uh, who runs a restaurant who has not opened his dining room yet because his takeout is doing quite well, and he said... Besides, I can't find people to work right yep. now to come in and work. It's a real really? problem. Restaurant. Yep. yep. Well, Joe, why would I work when I can live off the government for the rest of my life? Yep. In Great Britain, they have a they have a, a shortage, a shortage of garden gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> now, garden gnomes, uh, Joe. I know you don't shop probably much. I, I of course get dragged everywhere by uh, my significant other, and they're very popular right now. And she loves them. She's bought, bought, bought. She's purchased some, and uh, they're everywhere. But in Great Britain, apparently short supply because of the blockage of the Suez Canal. Ian really? Burns, assist- yeah. Ian Burns, assistant manager of Highfield Garden World in Whiteminster, said there had been a massive upswing in the sales of garden gnomes right before that. But now he says we haven't seen a gnome in about six weeks. Mr. Burns said garden centers had experienced a boom and that their popularity was causing issues with the availability of many popular items related to gnomes. He said there aren't any gnomes. There's a shortage. It's a combined thing with garden centers being so busy and also with the Suez Canal problem. The garden center had been looking far and wide for anyone who can provide gnomes. In fact, he says they've been contacting suppliers from Europe and as far away as China. Uh, news I know you've been waiting for, Joe. After weeks of blasting rumors of a breakup, branding infidelity claims inaccurate, and putting on displays of public affection, Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez have confirmed they've ended their engagement. No. Oh, that's, a, that's a shame. That's just a shame. Despite their lengthy protestations, the couple finally released a statement announcing the news on the Today Show saying we have realized we are better as friends and look forward to remaining so. We will continue to work together and support each other on our shared businesses and projects. We wish the best for each other and one another's children. Out of respect for them, the only other comment we have is to say thank you to everyone who has sent their kind words and their support. You do know what the final straw with this relationship was, don't you, Joe? 
No. She said, you bought the bleeping Timberwolves? <laughs> See you later. Apparently, uh, I read also that his bosses at ESPN are annoyed because he didn't go to Woj with that story. Woj is the big reporter for ESPN who does the uh, NBA stuff. Uh, and he, he didn't give him a heads up. So apparently his boss has sat him down. Well, is he Alex. still going to do that job if he owns the Timberwolves? I have no idea. I guess it wouldn't really be a conflict of interest because it's a different no. sport. Exactly. American Airlines has apologized after a two-time cancer survivor was told she couldn't board a flight from Los Angeles to Charlotte because of a uh, word that was on her hoodie, her yellow hoodie. Uh, you've all seen the bleep cancer shirts. Oh, yeah, sure. And, uh, well, that's what she was wearing, and they threw her off the airplane, apparently. You know what? Well, I'm, was... I'm completely fine with that because there's kids and stuff on an airplane. Come on. I, I'm not uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of vulgarity in, in places in general. I saw that on a car, though, and I did say to the person I was sitting with in the car, you know, there I don't mind it. Normally I would, because there's a lot of bumper stickers that drive me nuts just because of their implied vulgarity. Anyway, uh, Rosalind Singleton of Charlotte said, tell me why the guy from American Airlines just told me if I don't put on a shirt that I can't get on the plane. Uh, the words bleep cancer were spelled out on her hoodie. Her lawyer, James Walker Jr. of Atlanta, said millions have said it before. There's nothing illegal about the statement. She got a lawyer over this? Mm-hmm. Was the word bleep? No. Or was it, no. Was it no, bleep it replacing something it's else? It's the F word. It's I got gotcha. you. F yeah. word, yeah. It's become quite a popular saying with cancer. Huh. Uh, Walker called what happened to Singleton a violation of her constitutional rights. No. Single, Singleton's no. an eight-year Navy vet who fought in Iraq and Afghanistan. In a statement to the Charlotte Observer on Wednesday, American Airlines said its policies prohibit clothing that display offensive statements, but the employees Singleton encountered in the L.A. airport should have taken the broader context of the message, according to a statement from the airline. The airline said our team has reached out to learn more about Ms. Singleton's experience, offer our apologies, and reaffirm our support for efforts to fight cancer. A North Carolina man said an unexpected wait for his prescription to be filled led to his winning a $200,000 lottery jackpot. Jack Walter of Nash County told North Carolina Education Lottery officials he went in to pick up a prescription from the pharmacy but found out it wasn't ready. Walter said, I got a text that my prescription was ready. The pharmacist asked if I had five minutes to wait, so I went next door to get a bottle of water and bought some tickets. Said he scratched off the double cash doubler ticket he bought at Bailey's Tobacco and Grill, while still waiting for his prescription, and won $200,000. Walter says he plans to invest his winnings. The makers of Bush Beer have announced they're seeking a a good boy or a good girl to make $20,000 by serving as a chief tasting officer for Dog Brew, a beer made for dogs. <laughs> we got to have beer for dogs now. Oh, we got that's, to. That's correct, yeah. Anheuser-Busch said its inaugural batch of Dog Brew, an alcohol-free beer actually made from bone broth, sold out within 24 hours last year, and it's now looking for a canine chief tasting FSR, uh, officer to help expand the line of offerings. The dog will get 20 grand for the role and will be responsible for taste testing, quality control, and fulfilling duties as an ambassador for the product. The dog will also become a featured creator for Bush's social media channels. You said dog duty. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even notice. Here's why that's genius, by the way. You do realize that they're going to make a fortune with this, with dog beer. I, I don't know that. Oh, all of the hipsters that all they care about is their poor puppy and putting 
photos on Instagram, oh, they're going to make a fortune. This yeah. is brilliant. And plus, look, you had idiots like me reading the story on the air. So, well, John, you know. you're a you're a beer lover. You you're a dog lover. You'll buy this for your pooch, won't you? Yeah, I, I doubt it. Oh. My wife might. I I wouldn't. Okay. My wife may. You know. Okay. You know. Well, thanks you for know ruining my theory, good. John. I appreciate. Sorry, that. Chris. Owners interested in getting their pets considered for the position by posting photos of their dogs on social media, along with a description of their qualifications and the hashtag Bush CTO contest. Hmm. A grocery store chain said it's investigating after an Australian customer found a venomous snake inside a plastic bag of prepackaged lettuce. I had a question when I first uh, heard this story. Was this Australia? It was. Everything in Australia is trying to kill you. Everything. <laughs> Even salad. They had a serpent in the salad. Serpent in the salad. <laughs> the snake was still alive. Hmm. Whoa. How, would, how how's that work? In a I bag don't know. of lettuce. You know, what that, Australia. you know what that is, John? That's not good refrigeration. That's what that would be my answer. I I don't get it. Oh, anyway, it was uh, found. All oh, right, I'll look see. up how cold it gets for snakes. snakes. Well, but, I mean, isn't the bag, shouldn't, is there air in there? Well, I suppose there's air. I, how does this work? I don't know. Anyway, uh, it was found inside a package of lettuce. Uh, she said, the woman, we checked the packaged lettuces very carefully. She bought it at Aldi. Aldi officials said they were investigating the discovery with the help from wildlife rescue charity Wires which is currently caring for the snake and planning to release it back into the wild. Statement said the store is attempting to determine how the snake came to be inside the lettuce package. Wire spokesman John Grant said the incident was highly unusual. Uh, Joe, have you uh, finished the Carl Hyacin book yet, speaking of snakes? No, but in that book, uh, Kiki Pew Fitzsimmons... Yes. Uh, attending a uh, ball at Mar-a-Lago, goes outside and gets eaten by a snake, and it's one yes. of the funniest scenes I've ever seen in my life. Yes, she does. She does. Yes. Uh, as you continue on, there's a lot of snake uh, things going on in the book. I finished well, I'm, it. I'm almost that. done with it. It's just fantastic. Yeah, because snakes, snakes are cold-blooded, they can't regulate go. their body temperatures like warm-blooded animals can. When cold weather hits, snakes must find shelter from the temperatures by burrowing in holes or caves under logs or rocks in tree stumps or by making their way into basements, crawl spaces, garages, barns, sheds, <laughs> wood piles, and even car engines. Snakes are very Ooh. quiet and experts at hiding, so their presence often goes unnoticed until they are disturbed. Especially in Australia where they'll kill you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And oh, no, no word on yeah, salads on this particular No word website. on salad bags. Yes. Okay. And a California-based restaurant chain is offering customers free hamburgers for a year. All you have to do, get hamburger tattoos bearing the eatery's name on your body. Okay. <laughs> Farmer <laughs> Boys. <laughs> I'm not familiar with Farmer Boys, the restaurant chain in California. No. That's what the chain is. It partnered with the Honorable Society Tattoo Shop in West Hollywood, California, and Rockin' Ink Tattoo in Las Vegas to offer three different 2x2-inch two two tattoo designs. Customers who get the tattoos will get free burgers for a year from all Farmer Boys locations. The promotion helps celebrate the chain's 40th anniversary. You can sign up for tattoo appointments on the restaurant's website. Okay. How about that, huh? Hi, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> How about that, Joe? <laughs> okay, Johnny, thank you. Yeah, let's just do this thing right here. <laughs> 
John and Dylan Height. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you, boys. Nice. Yeah. yeah Thank you, fun. boys. Thanks, Dylan. Anytime. I'm seeing patches of blue sky. The sun is beginning to to emerge from this long, bleak stretch of huh. weather. The temperatures are supposed to increase. It's great grilling season. And there's only one place to stop and make sure you're ready for grilling, and that's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, right on the Highway of Love in 61 at the north end of Hugo. Not only the... Uh, not only the grilling uh, materials, but the seasonings and the salmon and the jerky and the meatloafs and the bacon and the ham and the burgers and the steaks. It's all wonderful. Mm. It's all wonderful. Anybody making a run? Anybody making a run? I think you just turned me. I think I might have yeah. to do that today. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to declare a meatloaf watch or a warning? You know what? I just heard the siren go off at 145. Yep. Warning has now been issued. Tornado warning and meatloaf warning, or Reaver's meatloaf warning, has been issued for Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. There's three kinds of meatloaf. The meatloaf, the town ball meatloaf, the Minnesota meatloaf. They're all fantastic. How about the guy yesterday who chopped it up and made an omelet? I love the, that. Because that's, that's the only neat time, idea. That's the only time I like mushrooms is, is in an omelet. Oh, I love mushrooms. Oh, I love that. That just sounds wonderful. Well, everything you need, you know that. All the GLers have gotten to know each other out at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. It's a meatertainment and an emporium. And uh, it's ours, and we're not giving it up. <laughs> Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. I mean, I, I would make a run if we ever get done doing the show. <laughs> I can't believe. I, can't, I just looked at my watch. <laughs> Why are we still on the air? You know who's going to get yelled yeah. at? It's going to be me because anytime I usually have the show uh, edited, produced, and, yeah. and published yeah. by 2 p.m. every day. And people are going to get after me because it's late today. <laughs> Come on, Reavers, where's the show? Yeah. In today's uh, Minnesota history, there is one of the greatest <laughs> understatements I think I've ever come across. Uh, uh, only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mpumalanga, South Africa, from our friend Tom Lyman, aka Wanda Gag. Now, get this: this is one of the great, this is one of the greatest sentences I've ever read in my life. In 1912, on this day, mm -hmm. the school children of St. Paul select the city's official flower, the sweet pea. In an election sponsored by the city's women's clubs, other choices included the coropsis, marigold, petunia, and aster. 
news of their choice is overshadowed by reports of the Titanic sinking. You're, <laughs> you're kidding me. Isn't that amazing? I would think it might be. I would think yeah. it might be. You, you mean to tell me that the sinking of the Titanic was more important than kids in St. Paul suge- uh, selecting the sweet pea as, as the city's <laughs> official flower? Oh, is that a that is funny? And I That's have funny. I have that news report. Das hier ist mein Sektor. Das hier ist das wichtigste Gerät des Küstenwächter. Das Gerät und das. Mayday, Mayday. Hello, can you hear us? Can you hear us? Can you? Okay, over. We are sinking. We are sinking. Hello. This is the German Coast Guard. We are sinking. We're sinking. What are you thinking about? Every time. Can you imagine the city desk at the old St. Paul <laughs> dispatch? You know, <laughs> I'm sorry, we can't. Uh, we can't go with the Titanic here. The kids just elected the uh, the sweet pea as city's official flower. Oh, yeah, who would make that call? Oh my! Is God, that an editor, or, or who would make that ultimate call there? Well, that, it, it, Chris, it wouldn't have been a, a problem. The the Titanic would have taken precedence. Right. No, no, I think it would have been, all right, see, let's see, Titanic, no, no. page three. Yeah, I got it wrong <laughs> the sweet pea story. All right. Thank you, GLers. Yes, thank you very much. And first, Joe. Sorry we were on so long. That's okay. Uh, I'd like to let you know about our friends at the Sioux Falls Development Foundation. You see, Sioux Falls has what your business needs to make a fresh start, fewer taxes, less business regulation, and higher profits, along with build-ready sites and available buildings to get you up and running fast. Now is a great time for you to check out SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Yes, there we go. That is now playing. Thank you. Also, don't forget to download that Podman app. And please do do so for your chance to win rewards like a GL t-shirt just by listening to Podman. It's that easy. And also, don't forget to subscribe to our Garage Logic YouTube channel. We'll catch you tomorrow, GLers. Stop the presses, Uh-oh. the Titanic. No, we got a sweet pea flower in St. Paul. <laughs> <laughs>It's that time once again here in Garage Logic where we check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And GLers, I've been telling you this for a long time. It's time to pick up that phone and give Mr. Money Talk a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation. And do so by calling 952-925-5608. When you call that number, you get Josh himself, and you always get straight talk. You never get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us right now. Josh, the market is up, interest rates are up, and United Healthcare is leading the way today, aren't they? Well, I can't say interest rates are up, but you know the long-term Treasury, Chris, you know, seems to have found a level. Term interest rates are down a little bit as the long bonds moved up in value. So with bonds, only way that you're going to make money in bonds really is if interest rates go down, not going up. There is the belief that interest rates at some point will start creeping up, both on the short end and on the long end, particularly given all of the spending 
spending that has been going on, both in terms of what I'll call stimulus money, relief money, or even uh, pork barrel spending. And that spending is going to continue indefinitely. And the concern really with interest rates is the direction of inflation. Now, right now, we do not necessarily have inflationary pressures, at least on the wage front, at least not yet. We could have some upward pressure on wages as both more states pass increases in minimum wage laws, but that has not happened as yet. And the federal government is also pushing for a national minimum wage act. Numerous companies, such as favorite Amazon, are already at the $15 an hour minimum, but that does not include their health benefit or stock, restricted stock grants or other benefits. Costco had moved up to $16 an hour in order to attract uh, workers from Amazon. Uh, Walmart is just below that, and Target has been talking about moving numbers up that way. But inflation, at least in my estimation, is not running very hot. I don't foresee that happening in the near future. That said, Federal Reserve Chief Jay Powell yesterday said that the Fed would end quantitative easing earlier than may have been expected. That contributed to the market selling off late yesterday. He is still very, very, very cautious about moving uh, short-term interest rates up. Yet with the long bond price moving up, yield moving down, technology shares have had a little bit of benefit. And another local company, uh, United Healthcare, is responsible for a good share of today's Dow move to the positive side. United Healthcare up $16 a share, close to an all-time high as they reported a beat and even a raise uh, with their guidance going forward. United Healthcare's plus news should also benefit some other insurance names. And Sun Number Two likes a little company called Cano Health, which is going to come public through a special purpose acquisition company called Jaws Acquisition in the not too distant future. There is another company similar today coming uh, public, and there's also another comparable called Oak Street Health. So those are in that we'll call it in that space along with United Healthcare. Not a space that I am typically in, as I tend to focus more on internet-related companies, leisure-related businesses, which are getting a lot of more spending, and I happen to, to like that. China-related businesses doing some short-term trading. One other thing of note, because I've been asked this by clients, what about Coinbase, which went uh, public yesterday through a direct listing, and at one point, Coinbase, which is a, we'll say, an exchange for trading cryptocurrencies, and the first one to do that at that, was valued at more than Target, valued more than BlackRock, valued more than Micron, and also valued more than the NASDAQ and the New York Stock Exchange. That to me seems a little bit pricey. If you do want to play in the cryptocurrency space, I would tend to look at companies accept and or deal with the cryptocurrencies. Some of the fintech names such as Square or PayPal are among two deal with Bitcoin. Very good. GLers, once again, get in touch with Mr. Money Talk for that free 48-minute financial consultation with absolutely zero obligation. And do so by calling 952-925-5608. Once again, that's 952 952- 
925-5608. Straight talk, never sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thanks so much for the time and the chat. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks very much, Chris. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.